We're back with some more college basketball action here for Tuesday, February 28th, and we got a great slate of games on tap here for Tuesday night, so let's jump right into it. Now, we start today's show out in the MAC as Ohio takes on Kent State. Ohio comes into this game as the 150th overall team in the hot tip at power ranking. Kent State is the 102nd overall team. And, you know, it's a Kent State team that I have absolutely loved watching all season long. I mean, they've been a great MAC team. They're 13 and 3 here in conference play. Got the win over this Ohio team on the road in their first meeting and in overall um, have been playing some very, very good basketball. But so is Ohio down the stretch of the season. I mean, they do come into this game following a road loss to Miami, Ohio. Um, but before that game, they had won their previous six. And offensively speaking, Ohio is a very good team, shooting a 52.3 effective field goal percentage on the year, and they're hitting 37.5% from beyond the arc. But Kent State isn't terrible offensively, still hitting a 50.5 effective field goal percentage and 32.9% from beyond the arc. Um, Sinclair Carey has been a really strong shooter for this Kent State team all season long, 16.6 points per game for him. But the real, you know, star of the show for Kent State the real reason they've been such a dominant team this season comes on the defensive side of things really have just been an excellent defensive team coming to this game 29th overall in defensive efficiency while Ohio is the 251st overall team and you know for Kent State their shot defense has been really good only giving up a 46.7 effective field goal percentage on the year while Ohio is allowing a 51.9 Kent State has also held their opponents to 30.6 percent from beyond the arc while Ohio allowing 34.8 not to mention Kent State's been very strong in the turnover department forcing turnovers on 23.4 percent of their opponent's possessions while Ohio only forcing turnovers on 17.7 percent of theirs overall it's just a Kent State team that has just been playing very very well as of late and at home this season they are undefeated haven't lost a game in seven and a half points certainly um, you know isn't a small number to lay here in this game but it's a Kent State team that I've absolutely loved watching and I think back at home here in this game they get another impressive win taking Kent State minus seven and a half here against Ohio we head to the Big Ten for this next game as Iowa takes on Indiana. Iowa comes into this game as the 27th overall team in the hot tip at power ranking. Indiana is the 19th overall team, and both these teams come off of impressive wins on Saturday. Iowa taking Michigan State to overtime, but do end up getting the win um, there in that one. And obviously, Indiana getting the win on the road against Purdue. A very impressive showing from them in that game. And, you know, overall, both these teams have been fairly strong wrong throughout Big Ten play this season. Offensively speaking, they're two of the best offenses in the nation. Um, Indiana 21st in offensive efficiency, while Iowa is the fifth overall team. Both have done a good job shooting the ball. You know, Iowa 51.8 effective field goal percentage, hitting 33.9% from beyond the arc. Um, purely statistically speaking, Indiana has actually been the slightly better shooting team, a 54.4 effective field goal percentage, and 38.2% from beyond the arc. And obviously, a lot of that success for Indiana has come from Trace Jackson Davis, who's ever averaging over 20.1 points per game, but he's not the only guy who can shoot on this team. And we obviously saw that against Purdue. You know, it was a game where he only ended up scoring, um, I think it was like 10 points in that matchup. But it's not the offense where I think Indiana is going to have the advantage in this game because Iowa is very good on offense as well. It definitely comes on the defensive side of things. One area that Iowa has really struggled in is kind of held them back this season, giving up a 53 effective field goal percentage on the year and allowing 
from beyond the arc indiana has been the much stronger team on the defensive side of things only allowing a 49.6 effective field goal percentage only giving up 32.1 percent from beyond the arc overall indiana has been very very strong defensively and we look back to the first meeting it was a game um, at iowa that they ended up winning a two-point victory in that game a very close game for indiana and i think being back home for this game following the huge win over purdue um, i think indiana is ready to play i think they win this game pretty easily taking them minus five and a half here against iowa Next up on the card, we head to the Big East as Villanova takes on Seton Hall. Villanova comes into this game as the 29th overall team in the high tibet power ranking. Seton Hall is the 52nd overall team. And these are two teams that I had some interesting expectations for going into the season. Obviously, I was never a huge fan of the Seton Hall um, hiring of Shaheen Holloway. I thought it was a little overreactive <laughs> just based on one tournament run. Um, but for the most part, he's been a decent coach. He struggled a little bit here as of late you know losing four of their last five games um but but overall you know seton hall has been average in big east play and really so is villanova i mean both these teams are nine and nine overall and while villanova maybe has you know built a little bit momentum down the stretch of the season they certainly haven't been without their own problems i mean offensively speaking yeah villanova is certainly the better team in this matchup a 51.6 effective field goal percentage um they have struggled a bit from the perimeter only hitting 33.2 percent but they remain the number one free throating shooting team in the entire nation hitting 82.3 percent of their free throws and in offensively speaking seton hall just certainly does not match up they don't shoot the ball nearly as well only a 48.4 effective field goal percentage and they're only hitting 32.1 percent from beyond the arc Amari Danes has been a strong scorer leads the Seton Hall team with 12.4 points per game it is worth noting Kadari Richmond um, who missed last game with a back injury is still questionable here for this game against Villanova but it's a Seton Hall team that I think especially coming off that loss to Xavier is in a prime position to bounce back because defensively speaking they're one of the strongest teams in the Big East this season, and they continue to show it off. You know, they've had a very strong shot defense this year, only giving up a 47 effective field goal percentage, while Villanova um, has allowed a 50.8. Seton Hall also only giving up 30.3% from beyond the arc, while Villanova 33.6%. Um, not to mention, Seton Hall has been very strong in the turnover department as well, forcing turnovers on 21.4% of their opponent's possessions, while Villanova only forcing turnovers on 17.5% of theirs. And you know, it was a Villanova team that was able to get the win over Seton Hall um, at home, a four point victory in that game. But I think with Seton Hall coming off the loss on Saturday, a very disappointing loss, a game where they did not look competitive at all. Um, I really think they're going to rebound and, and get a better game, a better performance here, um, here for senior night, their last home game of the season. I think Seton Hall finishes out strong and, you know, tries to build a little bit of momentum as they enter Big East tournament play. And Seton Hall plus 106 to get the win here against Villanova. Now, quickly, before we get into the second half of Tuesday's show, if you haven't already checked out hottipbest.com, head over there. We got college basketball, NBA, NHL, UFC, and horse racing picks being posted up there every single day. So make sure you're following so you don't miss out on any of that. Also, follow on social media at hottipbets. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter to stay up to date with all the computer model stuff being posted there. Also follow my personal accounts at Chris on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter to stay up to date with all the content that I am putting out. And also on BetStamp where you can get early access to all of my picks and get a notification every single time that I place a bet. And last but definitely not least for watching here on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future uploads. And most importantly, drop a comment down below. Let me know who you guys are betting on here for Tuesday. And let's get into these final two games. 
Now we head to the Mountain West for one of the biggest games on Tuesday's card as San Diego State takes on Boise State. San Diego State comes into this game as the 25th overall team in the hot tip at power ranking. Boise State is the 51st overall team and there is certainly a lot riding on this game. Obviously, San Diego State could lock up the regular season Mountain West title with a win in this game. And, you know, obviously for Boise State to keep any hope they have of winning it alive, um, this is certainly a game that they're going to have to win. But it was the San Diego State team in the first meeting that really just controlled the game from start to finish. I mean, at home in that one, um, they ended up winning that thing by 20 points and, and haven't lost a game since. They're coming into this game on a six-game winning streak. And Boise State has obviously also been a very strong Mountain West team this year, and they come into this game following the overtime loss to San Jose State on Saturday. Um, but offensively speaking, both these teams are very good. San Diego State, a 51.2 effective field goal percentage, 34.9% from beyond the arc. Matt Bradley has been a great shot scorer, 13 points per game for him. But Boise State has also been a good shooting team, a 51.8 effective field goal percentage, 35.5% from beyond the arc. Tyson Dagenhart has been a really good scorer as well, 14.3 points per game offensively you know boise state's one flaw maybe they're rebounding only pulling down 26.2 percent off the offensive glass while san diego state pulls down 31.4 but both these teams are very good offensively and defensively speaking they're two who are the top teams in the country definitely two of the top teams in the mountain west i mean san diego state's 13th in defensive efficiency while boise state is the 10th overall team both have great shot defenses san diego state giving up a 48.3 effective field goal percentage and 29 percent from beyond the arc boise state holding their opponents to 46 0.3% effective field goal percentage and 29.9% from beyond the arc. But Boise State has struggled a bit more in the turnover department, only forcing turnovers on 17.6% of their opponent's possessions, while San Diego State forcing turnovers on 19.8% of theirs. And some of those little things that Boise State does it really you know showed in the first matchup right it was a team in boise state that yeah is near the top of the conference but just can't quite get over the edge and beat this team that is san diego state a team that has been playing very very good basketball all season long and certainly going on the road to boise in this game following a loss for boise state in their last game it's not going to be an easy environment to play in but for san diego state to go into this game and you know secure the regular season mountain west title in this one i think they're going to be ready to play um, and i think it's a team that is just talent wise better than boise state i'm taking san diego state minus 105 here against boise state now we head to Knoxville, Tennessee for the final game of the day as Arkansas takes on Tennessee. Arkansas comes into this game as the 11th overall team in the hot tip power ranking. Tennessee is the fourth overall team. And, you know, obviously both these teams have been very, very good this season. Have both had some struggles down the stretch of SEC play for sure. But, you know, both have had impressive performances as well. I mean, Arkansas comes into this game following a loss on Saturday, but a three-point loss at Alabama is certainly not a bad loss by any means especially considering you know some of the struggles um, that this Arkansas team did have early in SEC play as far as Tennessee goes you know rebound after back-to-back -back losses with the win over South Carolina um, on Saturday but looking at these teams you know just on paper the one flaw for Tennessee comes on the offensive side of things and that's not to say they're a bad offensive team because they're certainly not um, but Arkansas has been the better team at least purely shooting wise a 52.7 effective field goal percentage for Arkansas um, both teams have struggled from beyond the arc but Arkansas hitting 30 31.9% from there. Tennessee overall only a 49.8 effective field goal percentage and 32.5% from beyond the arc. And defensively speaking, obviously, you know, Tennessee is 
you know, the number one team in the country, um, defensive efficiency wise, number one. Um, but Arkansas is not bad, and they're the 11th overall team, not super far behind them. Both of them have had solid shot defenses this season. Arkansas only giving up a 48.5 effective field goal percentage. Tennessee has held their opponents to 41%. Arkansas also only giving up 31.2% um, from beyond the arc. Uh, Tennessee does have the number one perimeter defense in the country, only giving up 24.7% from three. But even with how good Tennessee's defense has been, and even with you know the performances that they've had, being able to shut down opposing scores, their offense still gives me some question marks. And when they have to play teams like Arkansas, who are equally good, um, or at least you know up there defensively and have a decent defense, they have had some struggles this season. I think we could see more of that here in this matchup. Certainly, being at home, you know, gives Tennessee a huge advantage in this matchup. Arkansas has struggled a bit more on the road this season but they've also had some good performances obviously that Kentucky win was huge on the road earlier in the year and I think getting seven points in this matchup is just too much for this Arkansas team I'm taking them plus seven here against Tennessee